Ian. Dave. Ryan. Yo. How are we doing? Everybody, we have Ryan West on the show today. Disgraced former podcaster? Something like that. I, I used to run a podcast <laughs> called uh, The Untitled Car Show uh, with Ike, who's also a listener of the show. I know you've given him a shout out before as well. Absolutely. So we Hello, used to have Ike. a podcast together. It seems like we just don't kind of like meet up to do it. I hope we'll continue doing it one day. But yeah, that's kind of how I met Dave and Ian is I think we started the podcast around like a similar time yeah. frame ish. Is that fair to say? Yeah, Ike was a real early. He did the thing that we've always been We've always, let's say, struggled with self-promotion. Yeah. Uh, we've never been good at it. Right. And Ike reached out to us, I believe, because we had kind of started at the same time. Mm-hmm. And we both were kind of like, you know, when you first start your podcast, you you shoot up the rankings very quickly. Right. Um, because, <laughs> because everything is growth when you're starting from zero. Uh, and then that was short-lived. But we were like well, let's like, you know, talk to one another and hang out. And mm-hmm. he also was just like very complimentary of like what we were trying to Absolutely. do, which at the I, time, I don't think we knew what we were trying to do. No, we did not. We did not. <laughs> that's okay. yeah. But you found what you were looking for or found what you wanted to do. And like, I think it's been great. You're my favorite part car podcast that I have on my phone right now. Um, yeah, it yeah, has been for that. quite a long time. I'm a subscriber on your Patreon. Let's plug your Patreon too. You, Let's are, get that you are. Yeah. People can sign up for the apex adjacent Patreon. It doesn't get you much. It's only a dollar a month and a listener shout out and a, an XML feed that I'll just give you if you mm-hmm. want. Yeah. Um, I, also I, I have to say if a white dude doesn't have a podcast, is that like a tree falling in the forest? <laughs> <laughs> I think so. Especially yeah. if it's about like your really obscure hobby. It's yeah. like, listen, listen, I'm going to give you the real takes on her. <laughs> Here. Okay. Right. All right. Yeah. This is yeah. what it's like to go through it when you're not a rich guy. It's like, oh yeah, that curling podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, thank you for joining us on the show. Thank yeah. you for join taking uh, carving time out of your Labor Day uh, to hang with us. We really appreciate yeah. it. These are not the hands of a laborer, of course, <laughs> so I don't feel that I should be, you know, given a special holiday. I, I use that line when I sold cars a lot. As people would come in, the craziest things happen in car sales where people come in and go. Oh my gosh, you're open today? And it's like, well, you're here. So yes, yes, I have to be open. If it was dead and nobody came in, I wouldn't have to be here. But yes, I, I am here today. And then I would also say, I'm not a real laborer. The real laborers do have the day off. It, it also implies that they work. it also implies that they would have been there if you had been closed, which <laughs> right. kind of like brings up the question like, what were they planning on doing? Yeah. I mean, yeah. wandering around, not yeah. really doing anything. I don't think I ever well, that's not true. I think I sold appointments on Labor Day, but I did very little off the street selling of people just walking in and wanting to buy a car on Labor Day. That didn't really happen with me that much. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, if you're like a hardcore car sales guy, you'll tell me that's just because you're weak. You're an idiot. <laughs> you don't know how to sell cars. And you're, that's why you left the business, which yeah. is probably true. Get some Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross in there. Coffee's for closers. Exactly. Okay. Gotcha. Exactly. Exactly. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, yeah. It makes me think of like the, like you're open today, like, like an ice cream shop being open during winter, right? Like, yes, yes, we are. We don't just close when it's cold. Uh, Right. Exactly. A hundred percent. Except in Minnesota where all the Dairy Queens, um, Dairy Queen has a non-dairy dilly bar available now, which for my daughter is important to have the non-dairy option. Um, and all of the Dairy Queens in Minnesota close in the winter. Really? I, I was I was astonished. I'm like, what do you mean it's closed for the season? Like you go to like multiple. Like I lived in the Twin Cities Metro and like there was maybe one and it was yeah. on the other side of the town, but all the ones locally closed. You know, now we'll reopen in May. <laughs> now that I think about it, I grew up down the street from a Dairy Queen and they too did close for the season. Oh wow. Okay. I, I forgot tacit, about that. That's a tacit admission that their food is terrible. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, this was before they had food. food it was right? like it okay, was like a it. very old school Dairy Queen where it was like a soft serve place, essentially. You know? Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Dude, I'll take a butterscotch dipped cone. Mm. Yeah, that's yeah. my move. Yeah. Anytime. I yeah. think that eating ice cream outside, especially in the winter, is the correct move because it doesn't melt all over your hand. Mm. And yeah. then you really have the opportunity to savor it. There's nothing like room temperature water after ice cream as well. Yeah. Like that yes. just hits yeah. so hard. This is why you come to Apex Adjacent, yeah. an audible exactly. podcast. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. right? For Dairy Queen news. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, oh, goodness, guys. Ryan, how, yeah. how have you been spending your time automotively lately? What's, what's, your, what's your recent story? Because you're a noted sedan enthusiast. I, I, I know that you and I are very much brothers in sedan, mm-hmm. right? Absolutely. Yeah. So give me a sedan yeah, status. Sedan. Yeah. Yeah. Give us the report. So right now, I'm still currently whipping uh, my 2019 Camry, which I purchased while I was in the car business. We had this freak hailstorm in Northern California that I don't think has ever oh. happened where we actually got the like, you know, quarter golf ballish sized hail Jeez. and it okay. smoked a bunch of cars in town and not a single body shop in town is an expert in hail damage because it just doesn't happen. Um, and this was back in 2018, 2019. And so we, we buy this car from this lady. She comes in and goes, you know, I've been renting this uh, RAV4. That was when the brand new RAV4 had just come out. The like one that you see all the time now with the hybrid and all that stuff, yeah. the adventure and all that. Um, and she said, I really like this instead. So I want to buy a, a RAV4. And I said, okay, that's fine. But you have this camera here. She's like, oh, I'll, I'll trade that in. Had like 3000 miles on it. Holy I God, tell okay. the lady, I, I said, okay, but it's got all this hail damage on it. So it's really not worth a whole lot because it's all aluminum body panels on it. You know, the whole nine and it's going to be expensive to repair. And she says, oh, well, I just got a, I just got a settlement. So I, I'm not even worried about it. I'll just, I'll just buy this RAV4. I don't even care. I'm like, okay, well at least call your insurance company and get the, the money for having had the hail damage. She said, I don't think I'm going to do that trades it in we of course take it in for like much much less than msrp because it's got all this hail damage on it and they're still pretty new there's not body panels out there i get a call like three or four days later from the uh one of the sales managers and he says hey listen i know you joked while you were buying that car that you would buy it for that price um but i just got the estimate back from the body shop and if the general manager gets back on monday and sees that i've purchased this car for what i did we're all going to be in trouble so if you want to come buy it please come buy it right now Okay. Perfect. Sounds good. I'll I'll come by it. And so it's an XLE Camry. It's got the leather and stuff. It's four cylinder. It's got hail damage, but I got it for a substantial discount. So now I am stuck in that car, basically. Right. Um, I also have my 2010 Mazda 6 that I've just recently been able to get back to because I had it here in California while I was living in Minnesota. Um, six speed manual in that has the same shifter feel as my old Miata did. Um, the Mazda 6 of that era, that kind of 09 to whatever. 14 ish huge car like the size of an avalon or bigger um, we, with yeah little... we got driven around a racetrack oh yeah in, in six wagon in one of you know in the wagon version of yeah that. yeah super, it was awesome super super yeah. nice cars um and so i have that now too so i've got the manual that's kind of what gives me the driving joy right now because i'm bereft of sports car at this point so like oh, i'll sure. go drive the mazda around and have a good time and beat on a four-cylinder uh granny car it'll be fun so yeah that's yeah. what i grew up doing though so it's been fantastic I, I love sedan still um i think the next vehicle i'm gonna purchase i keep i've worked my way towards a, a brz or a 86 at this point um i had a deposit for a gr corolla i actually had done it right around the time that uh, ian had talked about it initially and i waited a long time and the dealer i had the deposit at did not get an allocation whatsoever 
Oh man. And I was okay. about to move and whatever. And I was like, okay, never mind. I'm just not gonna do it. It was a lot of money at the time. We were my wife and I were trying to move. There was some job flex. So I was like, maybe, maybe not a good idea to invest in a thirty-five thousand dollar car at this point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh but yeah, you know, it is yeah. what it is. And so now I'm uh, looking at the 86 market, just kind of trying to see what I can find there, if I can find some value. Because I really find that when you buy a car that the being able to sell it to like get out of it well and like oh i sold that well is about making the purchase correctly in the first place which i think you guys know about too oh yeah um, sure it's something yeah it's you got to buy it right so i'm not going to spend msrp on a brand new 86 that's dumb because they're going to fall off a cliff just like the rest of them did um and this the way the car market is right now isn't going to last forever so i i have an admission i've never thought about what i'd be able to sell the car for after my buying it i have interesting interesting i have I, i'm very but i've never that. successfully sold a car <laughs> <laughs> i trade i've traded the mid thought about it. i traded it true, in true uh but i've killed many cars right right okay i've okay. I've, I've been the last owner of several cars <laughs> Gotcha. Okay. Well, that makes sense. Fair point. Then you Fair don't point. have to worry about resale if you're the last owner. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't say that I'm worried about resale, but I I set myself up in a position that when I do buy, that it was an excellent deal, so that when the resale does come back around, I'm like, it's all good. I don't even care. It doesn't matter. Sure, I'll sell it for below market. I'm still fine. That's a uh, great I had a, though. I had a great yeah. string of like, sold my Forerunner and made money. Made money on my MX-5 made money on my 2012 Camry because that was part of the hail thing too. And I ended up selling it to my cousin and I did take the insurance money. I made out like a prince on that. Uh, bought my grandma's Jeep Liberty and put like $300 worth of work into it. Made money on that. Like I just, I had this incredible run to where now I'm sitting on this Camry. And it's like, well, if I had been smart about buying the Camry like I did every other car, I could get out of it right now and I can't. But it's a reliable car that'll last forever. So who cares, I guess. It, it'll be a hand-me-down i mean yeah. every camry yeah, becomes absolutely. a child's your child's car at some point right? and it's already uh, pre-dented 100%. so yeah, it is yeah absolutely <laughs> and it's got all the all safety set. stuff and like it's 19 or whatever so you got yeah. all the updated you know pre yeah. pre-collision braking and the radar crews and stuff it'll still be a modern-ish car you know for the next 10 years or so at least yeah. There is some like some relief that comes with owning a hail damaged car though. Like yeah, I mean, wait. like my Fiat 500 Abarth has hail mm-hmm. damage. And like I mean, like I care about the vehicle, but like right. I got a door ding on it and I was like, oh, I got a door ding. That stinks. But right. like I didn't lose any sleep, you know, because <laughs> yeah. like it looks like a titleless golf ball, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So, exactly. Yeah. yeah, you take a little bit of stress away, I think. Yeah. By having right? an automaculate car. I, I don't think the only car I've had that had good body work on it that didn't have some like glaring issue was probably my uh, BMW X5. Uh, it was an 01, uh, which I still have actually to this day. That was probably the nicest paint, body, all the panels were correct, everything that I had. And it had 200,000 miles on it when I bought it. Oh, wow. So everything else I've had has either been hail damage or we're in Northern California. So the clear coat goes away, you know, all, all kinds of sure. stuff like that. Right on. Yeah. Hmm. Huh. Yeah, clear coat going away. Yeah, I know yeah. a little. I know yeah. a little bit about that. Too. <laughs> we both uh, just some, eye, some yeah. say that there even used to be a podcast named after that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. Um. Okay. So that's the sedan report, right? Yep. Yeah. yeah. Long winded, of course. No, no, no. Yeah. So, so what? What else have you been getting up to? We're fascinated to know about your like entry into being a race announcer. Hmm. 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's a. I appreciate that. So I work for a company called Driver's Eye Live now. Me and my buddy Brendan, uh, he actually owns it out of Pennsylvania. And that was like an interesting start too. So even when I was doing the podcast with Ike, I was doing it off and on. I remember being 16 or 17 and I lived in a part of California where I was about an hour north of Willows where Thunder Hill is. Yeah. And I had friends that were like, dad was a um, plastic surgeon in town or whatever. And so like, he like went to track days. And so he told me, it's like, Hey, they do this 25 hour race. I know you're into racing. You should go watch. And if you've been to Thunder Hill, uh, I'm sure some listeners have, there's no infrastructure there. You don't like go to watch a race. It's like mm-hmm. you wander around the pits and like, that's, that's what you got to do. Basically. Uh, it looks an awful lot like high planes gotcha. uh, more or less. And, uh, I went and I went to watch by myself. I drove my geo tracker down there. It was like an hour at 60 doing this in the car. Cause of the wind and stuff. <laughs> managing and, uh, a tracker. Yeah. <laughs> right. They do it in December. So it's dark for most of the race. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, I went down there and there's this guy sitting in like the downstairs of the building, like where the catering stuff is. And there's like a little tiny, like lounge that they use for the school or whatever. And he's just like talking to his laptop and he's got the timing screen up. And I was like, oh, who's that dork just sitting there like on his <laughs> laptop talking to himself? <laughs> whatever. And so I like wander around. It's whatever. I get on to um, Radio Lamar has a really big uh, Facebook page. I get on there and I say, hey, why don't you guys cover this? And they said, oh, no, 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 no. We don't cover it. But this guy that's also a listener, Brendan, he does cover it. We should give you his info if you live locally. And so it started with me basically calling Brendan and asking if he needed help. And I would just stand in the paddock and walk because it's got three sort of entries to the pit lane from the paddock, and I would stand right at the edge of the pit wall. And so I would text him stuff that was going on, and that was around the time that the 25 Hours of Thunder Hill was really becoming a big event, where uh, Flying Lizard, only a couple years removed from having run at Le Mans with that uh, GT2 car, they were running that car at Thunder Hill, because Thunder Hill, that 25 Hour, was one of the last kind of run-what-you-brung race series um, for NASA ran it. And yeah, they just had all sorts of cool stuff and radicals with motorcycle engines. And at one point somebody bought an LMP2 car and put like a supercharged motorcycle engine in it, just all sorts (laughs) of like goofy stuff that people are just spending money on. Um, And so we kind of grew it from there where it was just me texting. And then it was me as the pit reporter. um, And I did really terrible interviews at 19 years old. Uh, People were very gracious and actually gave me their time which was cool. Um, I think I helped call Colton Herta's first professional race. Oh, that's uh, cool. As a part of that, because he was, you know, 14 or 15 or something. Colton uh, Herta is yeah, I was a gonna famous IndyCar driver. driver. I like the shoulder touch. It was that kind of vibe where it was like people's <laughs> sons and daughters and like older retired guys running it because it's just like a fun thing to do. Yeah. Um, so we ran that for a while and then made a change to start commentating for WRL instead. Um, it had some stuff happen in the background with NASA that was like, you know, it's everything's fine now. Uh, and WRL has been really, really cool. And so we've been covering their races every race for like three or four years. Um, and then we've been with them for like probably the last six years off and on here and there. So okay. we've been doing that. We've also expanded to where we cover um, the SCCA Super Tour. Is okay. us doing the broadcast for that. They have their own commentators for it, but we do the video. We've now expanded to video. Um a gentleman that works with us named Joseph has like a prediction software where he can basically take the race in from race hero or whatever. And then it can spit out 
this car will pit in X number of laps or this car came in, it was expected to come in at this time. So that's something to check on. Or this car finally turned a lap after 20 minutes. Cause when you're covering a field of, you know, some of these smaller endurance races have 50, 60, 70, 80 cars. Yeah. I can't keep tabs on everything that's there. So Joseph has done this incredible work um, to where he's made it into like a web app that we internally have access to. Okay. Um, And so it gives us all the data he can extrapolate out based on, the data he already has for that race and show um, degrees of certainty that they will finish in whichever position. So like we have a pretty good idea of who's going to win three or four hours into a race. Um, If there's yellows and stuff, it kind of messes with the data obviously, but yeah. um, Yeah. yeah, So it's been a a multifaceted effort where I try really hard to uh, get a sales job so I can learn to talk to people better. Um, Brendan does what he can on the, business front to try to get us more races to go to joseph's helped build this script thing that's been fantastic and then yeah we've got jt who's uh really big into like spec miata and stuff like that so he's been helping us cover some of the lower class stuff he's really great out of uh, seattle and yeah it's just been a really fantastic process it's something that i always dreamed of and it's weird to have your dream fulfilled so quickly and easily <laughs> in terms of yeah. like you, there was you, just you nobody yourself, doing it right uh, yeah. right nobody's doing it it's like oh i'm 20 and doing the thing that i've always wanted to do for my whole life and so it's like wow that's that happened really fast i guess i need to figure out a different dream or like what this <laughs> looks like because it's super cool to get to go and be a part of the weekend and be a part of the race series and uh you know talk to entrance wrl had a lot of cool stuff going on i think two years ago they had the most number of female racers racing in that series versus I think anywhere else on the planet, probably with the exception of like the W series or whatever. Um, But just the representation throughout that series, top to bottom has been fantastic. They're great series to watch. Uh, We're going to be covering New Jersey motorsports park uh, and then subsequently Hallett and then Sebring in the coming months here. So uh, if you guys wanted to tune in for that, that'd be fantastic. Yeah, it's very cool. So how do people tune in? So it's on YouTube. You just YouTube uh, WRL. Like if you literally go to YouTube and search WRL, it will bring their thing up. It's right there. All of the races are archived. Uh, We do dip into a lot of podcast mode is what we refer to it as because you are covering 16 hours of racing a weekend. Yeah. There's not always on track action to be had. So, you know, it's I think it's really entertaining. We get lots of great guests, lots of business people. And there's some like heavy hitter drivers come out and uh take place or take part in the racing and you'll always end up finding you know people trying to get more gt4 seat time or at coda just about every year a group of nascar guys gets a late model and runs the coda race and like wipes the floor with everybody consistently it's like well that's (laughs) what you get when you have three factory drivers coming into this series but um (laughs) people love being able to you know the two of you um if you really wanted to could like pull some money together and go buy a Janetta GT4 car for like 60, 70 grand, it'd be, it'd be a lot. Um, but then you could go race against Kyle Busch. Right. At Coda, <laughs> like just like that instantly in the same class as him. And even in the cars that you guys have experience in, you'd be on track with him. Um, right. right. And so it's just a really cool series. I love the rule book. Um, I love how many people take part. Everybody that I have met in WRL is a fantastic person. I don't think that gets talked about in racing enough because there's always this vibe of, and I just went and watched the Gran Turismo movie too, and they reinforce it where it's like, oh, well, it's the rich kid driving a Lamborghini around and they're all kind of hoity-toity. But like everybody in this grassroots level of racing, WRL, Champ Car, AER, uh, Lemons, whatever, Lucky Dog, everybody's super cool that I've found. 
I mean, that's because I'm the announcer. I, I don't know. But, <laughs> but like everybody's been super fantastic to work with. And I think it's genuinely some of the best people I've ever met. I've met through working with WRL. So I think it's a great thing. If you can get involved, you should. And that's any grassroots racing, frankly. Well, we, we haven't really talked about WRL that much. But I remember yeah. when it was first starting, mm-hmm. um, at the time I was part of like a group, uh, a meetup group in Denver that would watch F1 races. Okay. Uh, they would like go to bars at 7 a.m. and watch F1 yeah. races or whatever. And uh, and the the one of the guys who was founding WRL came and talked to us about it. This would have been, I mean, oh. 10 years ago. Okay. Almost, probably. Okay. I, I I bet I know who you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. But it, and it was interesting. And it just seemed like I my sort of like the way I have it in my head, I don't know how accurate this is. It's mm-hmm. sort of like in order of like, money and uh and like seriousness of the yeah. racing it's uh-huh. like lemons champ and lucky dog and aer kind of right uh-huh. there and then wrl and then you get to like ferrari challenge right like it's sort of like the right. last stop on the gentleman racer ladder before things get like real 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 Absolutely. I think that's super accurate. Um, that's really what we talk about is wanting to be basically half a step down from GT World Challenge. Right. And there, because they've got a lot of GT4 and PCR and stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. And that's really what we try to be. And the cool thing is, even at the top level, if the two of you wanted to rent seats in like a GT4 car for the weekend, it, it's a lot of money. There's no question about it. Yeah. But it's probably, depending on who you talk to, 20 to 60% cheaper than renting a Michelin pilot challenge seat. And those races are only two hours long. Right. And this, you're getting 16 hours out of the weekend. So the, there's still money in play there for sure at the top end, a hundred percent. But there's also, you know, the lower classes, the GP three GP two, it's all power to weight. It's people in spec E 46s, mm-hmm. um, oh, okay. play, former playboy cup, uh, Mazda cars, uh, there's people with really cool tuned Miatas. The way the rules are set up is it's a power to weight ratio with modifiers. So if you just have a Miata, then like, yeah, you're probably in the lower class. But if you start tacking on wing, supercharger, etc., you can class yourself up into the next level and be with people who have breathed on spec E46s, yeah. um, uh, you know, 350Zs with stuff on it. You know, there's a really a nice grouping at the bottom for gp3 gp2 and gp1 for power to weight ratio and the gp1 cars it ends up being like the ultimate expression of what you can do building a car at home and it's right now it's mostly m3s e46 m3s right. um there are a couple of people there's one team actually open throttle out of uh, jacksonville florida those are great guys their seats are super super cheap if you want to get a wrl cheap anybody talk to open throttle racing in jacksonville great people um they run e90 m3s and they're able to do it because you know it's really powerful but also it's quite heavy so they're they can race on the same track as an s2000 in gp1 but it's people who put all the effort into development and will get triple bypass shocks on there and we'll do arrow work and we'll do the whole nine before you get into the top class where it is nowadays mostly gp or i'm sorry gt4 cars and stuff that's factory built. right and i think that their whole approach is it's sort of similar to what champ car does but just the ceiling is just a lot higher. Right. Yeah, the, absolutely. The cars are a lot faster. And the sure. really cool thing, I don't know how much you guys watch sort of international GT racing. I would assume not very often because it's very boring. Every but once in a while, I'll, every I'll watch it on Motor Trend or whatever. Yeah. I love it when the clips of like the Australian supercar V8 stuff like 
that's, comes, that's a whole comes through. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. So they have this, the, for listeners who don't know, GT4 is, it's like it sounds, the GT3 series is like what runs at the Nürburgring 24 and all that kind of stuff where it's yeah. Audi R8s and cool stuff. And they do make these cars called GT4 cars that are more approachable for gentlemen drivers, a little bit slower. So there's like Aston Martins, but there's also an M4. It's like one of the popular ones. The Cayman has one, etc. Mm-hmm. And the bummer is in racing nowadays, it's all ba- balance of performance. So Porsche builds the car. That's how it's built. You take it to the guy. The guy runs it around the track, and then they throw a dartboard at like, yep, you should be at this power and this weight. That's it. Here's your technical passport. That's what the car has to run. The cool part about WRL is it's the only place, I think, on the planet where you can run a GT4 car and develop it. So all the GT4 cars in WRL have had a different shock package applied. Um, There's a team that has a totally different aero setup on their M4 that actually looks really good. And they talk about, you know, 50% more downforce with less drag Hmm. versus the factory car. So for somebody like me, that's been, I always think of myself on the broadcast, at least as the junction between racing person and car person, because I find that they're not often aligned. Um, so for me to be able to go there and talk to somebody about how did you make changes to this GT4 car that's already very highly developed, uh, but you know people are shooting in the dark on stuff. Like, hey, you know what? I think this sure. will probably work out pretty well, and as long as it hits the same power to weight number, it doesn't matter. Okay. Right. Okay. Yeah. Some improvisation space, huh? Exactly. Yeah. I like that. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's super fun. I love it. Um, at some point, we'll end up doing a Colorado race, and I'll get you guys out to commentate with me because I think it'd be a really good time. Yeah, that would be a blast. Yeah, you could if you if our shift is after nine p.m. You could watch me just from a <laughs> from a, a taffy hooving sugar rush just drop and fall asleep on a live broadcast. That'll be fantastic. Yeah. I'm I am here for it. Let's do it. Yeah. Oh no, Dave, your shift starts at ten. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this will be uh-huh. the Dave sleeping cast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that would be amazing. Yeah. It's would... it's super fun. I I can't wait to have you guys out to do it for sure. Yeah. 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 Very cool. Yeah, right? Um oh, sorry. No, you're fine. Um I was going to ask too about you know, you were joking when we were getting when we were getting started before we started uh-huh. recording about your radio announcer voice. Yeah. Um how how has that like developed? Like how much of your, your, your announcer voices, like just how you talk and how much of it has been like honed over the, over the years? I don't think that I actively try to work on it. It's something that I was able to do as a kid too, was understand the difference between yelling and projecting. Right. Yeah. 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 And okay. so I've always been like, this is super cheesy. I've always been fascinated by how much you can change your voice and not really change the volume, but definitely have a little bit different lilt to it. Yeah. I've always been really intrigued by that. And the things that you can do in communication by changing your voice, it's rather fantastic. So it was kind of a natural fit for me being able to play with stuff. And like, I'm a student of the sport, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I watch college football mostly because college football, even if you're watching one team, you're going to get a different broadcaster just about every weekend, okay. um, depending on who's playing where. And so you're exposed to a lot of different stuff that goes on. Um, I watched a lot of baseball and when I was working at Domino's when I was much younger, I would listen to the radio broadcast and they're doing a completely different voice from the people doing the TV broadcast. Mm-hmm. And so it's just taking bits and pieces here and there because the racing broadcast, it's 
there are cameras. It does look really good. I think we're at a really good level as far as camera quality right now. Um, so you can see stuff, but you're not able to give the same facial expressions. You're not able to give the same gestures, if you will. Uh, and yeah, I just, it's hard to say because I don't think I set out to get better at it. I just listen to what people do around me more and more and go, ah, you know what? That kind of works. That works pretty good. Yeah. I like that. I think I'm going to start using that. Um, another thing too, and I think people sleep on it a lot is, uh, uh frankly, uh, Twitch streamers. Uh, yeah. there's a couple, there's a couple Twitch iRacing streamers that I follow. Uh, one of whom, uh, Jordan Worth, uh, with bottom split is hilarious. Uh, his whole shtick is that whenever they do one of these big, like iRacing special events, he broadcasts the bottom split. Okay. <laughs> Okay. And then it's just like, a, and he has like three or four guys that do it with him and stuff. And so they're just taking shots at people randomly. And it's like all in good fun and it's fantastic. So I've watched a lot of what he's done um, in order to try to make what I'm doing a little bit more fun. Because sure. he is the type of guy that has watched every NASCAR race ever since 1999. Mm -hmm. So he's also listened to hours and hours and hours of really, at the end of the day, really good commentary. Because yeah. again, they're really sharpened at it. So yeah, I enjoy taking bits and pieces from everywhere and just kind of incorporating that slowly. Um, it's also a healthy serving of like bits that we've created for ourselves okay. that we have to, you know, check back into. Uh, like I said, Joseph, uh, one of the guys that we work with, he does really good impressions of like British racing broadcasters. And so every <laughs> now and then I will like throw to, and we're going to throw to Andrew Marriott in the pits. And he like has it like instantly. Nice. Um, and it's just, it's hilarious. They're really, really good broadcasts. Um, it's good stuff to listen to in the car. If you're okay. bored on a long car trip, I would absolutely listen to it in the car. Of course, watch live. We would love for you to do that. Uh, I'm pushing us to kind of get some promotional stuff going so we can do some giveaways with our, uh, sponsors and people who help make the broadcast go uh i'm hoping that next season we'll have some of that in there too so there will be a return for you watching as well right. i like that i like that and at what point like how how deep in this were you where like the sound of your own voice just became someone else's voice that you were listening to because that's that's happened to me like if i listen back right. to our show when i'm editing it like you know people are always like oh it's so weird to hear your own voice like it's it just shuts off at some point where it's yeah, no it's longer not, your voice. It's just something you're editing. And I still listen so seldomly that it's still great it's still on me weird. to <laughs> hear my own voice. So I've actually, I've had to check back into that because these headphones don't have talkback. Mm. The headphones that I use, that I used to have and the ones that I use um, when I'm on site do. Yeah. And really having that has made it to where it's like, all right, I'm okay with that. It's totally fine. So wearing yeah. these, it's almost weird now because I can't quite tell what my voice is yeah. doing, and it like makes me a little bit nervous about it. Side uh, tone is important. Side tone is very exactly. Important. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't. Yeah, I don't mind the talk. But I don't mind hearing talk back, but hearing myself recorded and playing back to me, I still don't, <laughs> don't care for it. <laughs> still gotta, don't care for it. I don't do it very much anymore. But like when I would podcast with Ike, I would listen back to the podcast. Yeah, you, you got you got to watch the tape from game day and figure out what it is that you did wrong, where you misspoke. I've said um way too many times during this podcast. Uh, I that, that's going to drive me crazy. hundred percent. I am going to listen to this back like three times and be like, oh, oh that's awful. So get it together, I, West. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. So I think it's an important part of doing it, especially when. To some extent, and uh, we joke about it as the difference between like a produced like podcast mm -hmm. and a and what would be called a ramble cast 
which this would be an example of <laughs> yeah. where it's just people hanging out, just doing their thing. It's right. not necessarily that you're rambling, but it's, it's yeah. not yeah. produced where you're, we don't have an agenda. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so I think the stakes are a little bit higher where it's like, it's between the three of us. You invited me on uh, with my body of work. So like, you know, roughly what you're going to get, you, right. you're willing to take that risk. But when you have partners and what's really, really important to me is, and I just wrote about this in a resume that I sent in, um, giving the people who participate in the racing the thing that they desire, which at the end of the day, I think if you're doing endurance racing is everybody wants to be Steve McQueen, right? Well, yeah, you want to go just... race at Le Mans and do the thing. And so if you're going to tell your wife or your husband or your brother or your sister, or your daughter, or your son, that I'm going to spend, I don't know, probably a hundred grand this year. And I'm going to be gone for like 15 and 16 weekends, including holidays. Um, and you're just going to have to deal with that because this is what I want. It's my job to make sure that not only they feel like what they're doing is worth it. And so that I'm giving a professional broadcast to them, but it's really important to me that their stakeholders, which in this case is not sponsors usually because it's still grassroots raising. It's the families. Right. So if somebody's family tunes in, I need to give an appropriate level of gravitas so that they understand that what their relative is doing or their friend is doing is special and that what they are doing is worth doing and that it's athletic and it's difficult. And here's somebody overcoming strife to become better at the thing they want to become better as. And it's really what I like about amateur sports um, is that you're trying to give people who matter the sense that what their loved one is doing is something that they should be encouraged to continue to do, I guess. Sure. Um, yeah. I had yeah, much a... more, I had a much more eloquent in my resume. Of <laughs> I wish I had pulled that up, but, uh, <laughs> and, so, and so because of that, I really feel it's important for me to make sure that I'm delivering something that's quality because of that reason, because I feel like a tremendous weight about that. I didn't used to feel that way, but I think it was about two years ago. I was at NOLA by myself and I like went out to dinner by myself again and i like walked by a table that like had some entrance at it and they're like oh my god this is him this is him this is the guy this is ryan he's the and like the wives and children were like oh my god you're ryan you're the commentator and it was like oh th th what i do matters apparently <laughs> i thought i was just talking to nobody and talking to the people in the in the series and like making jokes at their expense so we could all laugh together but apparently what i do really matters to people so since then i've tried really hard to where i i need to listen back i need to make sure that i'm doing sure. what's right yeah. yeah, that's a good attitude to have in anything. Right? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so start listening to the show, Ian. Well, <laughs> I said yeah. anything, but not this. <laughs> Do as we say, yeah. right? Uh -huh. You're going to go to, like, Dave's. You're going to get invited to Dave's Thanksgiving. They're going to be like, oh, that's Ian. You're going to be like, oh, man. Dave's yep. cousins all like me. They all mm -hmm. dang it. Okay, I need to put on a good show for Dave's cousins. <laughs> <laughs> I have, a, I have a feeling the obligation would not carry weight. You get Ian. You, you, it's, yeah, a Ian. Un, it's a you unit of think. Ian, and I, it's perfect. It's I, perfect as it is. It I is feel perfect. like the, the times that I have gone back and listened, mm -hmm. I get too like up my own ass about it. Like, I don't know. I get like too worried you, about it. Oh, okay. And I'm, oh, I feel okay. like the Got show it. is better when I'm more like... Lucy, yeah, Lucy. Oh yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Yeah. So absolutely. I, I think if I, if I started like concentrating on it and trying to be funny or trying to be whatever, 
it would I I would fail. It would go too hard. <laughs> I, yeah. I can see that too. A hundred percent. There's a yeah. there's a degree of you have to be irreverent. Otherwise, yeah. It, like it, it's the same thing with the racing stuff, where it's like I can't take myself too seriously. Yeah. It, it, these are these are people who are rich having a good time. Yeah. <laughs> like this is no, yeah. nobody's going to win a huge prize. Nobody's going to you know. It's like we're all here for fun. So I think yeah. there's an, an important aspect to be there too. But over the course of sixteen hours, trying to find the times and places to do that. Well, you know, I I, that's, that's what I, you mentioned. Yeah. You mentioned taking yeah. inspiration from other sports and, uh, you know, the taking inspiration from baseball announcers particularly must be really great because you there's an element of just filling time. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. And those guys were the are the best. <laughs> like, Absolutely. I mean, they've doing it, been doing it for a century, right? Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. And it's really easy to get navel gazily and like only... And like I did for a long time, I listened to Radio Lamar broadcast because they do the whole IMSA series, the whole. Yeah. But then you're only listening to like four voices and right, all right. of them over there, John and Nick and Shay and all that, like they're all really, really good at what they do. But I don't think that as a, uh, as an artist, I don't think it's good to only seek inspiration from one set of things. I think it's no, nice to have absolutely. some cross pollination going. And so that's why the yeah. baseball I love because it's the same level of like, okay, now that they've messed up the game, less so. But like, okay, we're going to be here for four hours, starting yeah. at seven at Buckle ten. Buckle up, yeah. So like, we we better have some stuff to talk about here, and not just out of town scores. Well, and, and some of that is just being an interesting person, and part right. being an interesting right. person means having interests right. outside of one thing, right? Right, be absolutely. Be a multifaceted person, yeah. On you know, what, on like these like? sixteen hour <laughs> things, I mean, like obviously, like. You like when Ian and I will go to a press event, like a, a one or two day thing, right? Mm-hmm. We'll be in a car and like just something happens, mm-hmm. right? That like neither of us could have written, could have planned, right? Whatever, right? Like, can you tell us about some of the things that like you have just like have just happened just because you're sleep deprived, you know, like or you know, whatever, it's just because you happen to be in this environment, like this is what happened. I don't know. There's nothing oh, that's not true i was gonna say nothing really happens that you don't expect but like i think that's just because i've seen a lot of them you end up with a lot of situations where you're tired and like you're just trying to bring it home like yep everybody's four or five laps apart and you end up with like a car that goes off or a car that gets like three or four pit lane penalties in a row and like that is our huge like thing that we harp on is like in WRL they're like very reasonable about any pit lane infraction is like you get a I, I hate that we call it a joker because it implies that like oh you just use it tactically but like it is you know oh didn't have visor down for fueling okay fine oh, okay and people yeah. come in they serve their penalty they have the like just constant and people work themselves into what should have been a cut and dry like it's over at the end of the race, really struggling for things to talk about and bring it back into uh, focus. Um, there's also a lot of times where we are genuinely fighting uh, cell reception. Mm, so from time yeah. to time, it's like, okay, well, we're going to settle on this onboard and we're just going to talk through the onboard, I guess, because there's not a whole lot else to uh, talk about right now. So we're going to talk about the onboard. We're going to talk about how the guy's driving. Maybe we'll talk about iRacing and our experiences. And, oh, thank God, somebody came in to do an interview. We are rescued. Thank right, goodness. Right, right. I mean, so it's just at least like you have this, like these, this set of variables out there, right? Right. That something could break at any time, right? right? Yeah. Correct. Yeah. One of these events could happen. So there's at least a feature, exactly. right? Yeah. But there's not, 
I've never had anything like truly, truly outlandish deer on the track, I think, or anything like that happening. Okay. It's always, you know, the, the standard like racing. Oh, there's lightning 10 miles from the track. Once it gets within seven, we have to stop. How right. is that going to play into strategy? Uh, you know, things like that. We have really good guests. That's something I really enjoy doing is talking to the people who come up because usually they're business people in their own right. They have interesting stories to tell. Sure. Um, so that's been pretty cool. Uh, yeah, I just, I hate to sound like, oh, we're prepared for anything, but like we've done it for a long time and I don't think we've had any like, what are we going to do now moments? Basically. No. Yeah. There's something to be said for like, for understanding like the cards that you could be dealt. Right. right. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I think, I think there's also probably, I think another good question would be like, what's the first, <laughs> where have you ended up on a tangent? So like, <laughs> so deep oh, yes. where you're like, oh, wait, yes. how did we get here? <laughs> oh, yes. Cause I can imagine like 16 hours in, you know, of a yeah. 24 hour race. You'd be, right? I absolutely grandstanded about the Oakland days moving for probably a good 15 minutes once. Okay. Yeah. And okay. that this was part of like capitalism and that like, this is dumb because billionaires just keep making all these decisions without any respect for the communities involved and all that. And like, I went on like a pretty deep tangent that probably cut a little too deep with the people who <laughs> were participating. Say, there's some deep pockets out there. Yeah. Right? So yeah. It was like, yeah. Oh, yeah, you know, yeah. um, the broadcast just goes black and it's just another guy. <laughs> yeah. This is West oh, Ryan oh. reporting. <laughs> like, who's this? No, he's always been here. Yeah. Uh, um, I do find myself telling the same anecdotes about racing and how it applies to this specific moment that's going on all the time. Yeah. And I feel really self-conscious about it. And then every now and then I'll like be in the paddock. And they're like, Oh yeah, that you told that story last time we were out. And I hadn't heard that before. I'm like, oh, I told that story like every single race I have in the last <laughs> yeah. six years, but okay. That's permission so, to tell it again. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. A hundred percent. So, yeah. I mean, if you listen to the F1 broadcast, I mean, Martin Brown oh. says the same, like, you know, he, he has a couple of things that he says every single every race, single race. Like yeah. the thing about the curves, uh, the or the uh, the hybrid system being about as powerful as a family saloon car. Like he says it <laughs> yep. every yep. single race. Every single race. Yep. Okay. I think Dave has probably watched more F1 this season than I have. Oh, I I, I haven't done any. You haven't, yeah. you, you haven't even caught a single race. I don't think I've watched. You just had a look at your face like you didn't do the homework. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, am I supposed no, to? No, it's like I know that Dave has a passing interest in it, if you could call it that. And so I figured that you had watched at least part of one. It's a passing interest. It's a passing. One. It's a passing interest in that it has passed him by completely. <laughs> well, okay. So, all right. In my defense, here here's where I'm at with F1. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So my brother-in-law just set him up on a racing sim. Just built a sim for him. Nice. Okay. Nice. Loves F1. Loves mm-hmm. F1. Um. And he's like, he's kind of like shifting hobbies a little bit, right? He's, he's very artistic an excellent painter. He, pick, okay. he painted the picture of that, a Barth of my Barth. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, cool. yeah. So, um, uh, set him up with a SIM. He's not too computer savvy, right? But got him on, uh, like, uh, in a Ferrari F1 car in a set of Corsa on Monza. And he wanted to race Monza before this weekend. So I yeah. knew. Okay. That, just cool. this weekend was Monza. Yeah. Okay. And so I've, I've found the track. I have to test the track out for him, which mm-hmm. is, uh, hang on. Don't tell me Bahrain next. The next track. Oh, Singapore. Actually, I don't remember where they're going to be. See, the, the real secret is Dave, that every single one of those tilky tracks 
describes exactly the same. So you well, can just hey. tell him this is Sepang, but like yeah. actually this is Bahrain too. Okay, I'll just rename the file. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Inesetto yep. Corsa. Yeah. Yep. yeah, yeah. So I'm so I'm setting up the courses for him as the F1 season goes on. Oh, in Inesetto okay. Corsa. So well, that's kind yeah. of nice. Yeah. All right. Yeah. That's yeah. cool. I like yeah. that. And like, and so he has zero sim racing experience other than like coming over and just playing it a little bit here. Mm -hmm. And like in his first two days, of course, he played it like a whole bunch. And he went from like turning, I think like at, at Monza turning like two seventeens down to like a buck 40. Yeah. Right. You okay. Know? All right. Yeah. That's progress. So, yeah. yeah. So it's, it's been cool to see like that progression and. And of course, like, of course, first car I'm going to put him in on the sim, F1 car. Go to F1 car. Oh, yeah. Of course. Yeah, yeah right. absolutely. This isn't going to spoil you for the rest of sim racing. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Spec Miata. What? Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Good news. You have to not be hit in a Spec Miata for the next month and a half. And then maybe you'll get the opportunity to drive an open wheel car at some point. Right. Welcome yeah. to racing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Make him do the real progression. Yeah. 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 So, so I'm F1 adjacent. Yeah, adjacent. No, yeah that's okay. great. I gotcha. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just, one, uh, the broadcast details with regards to like, I pay enough in subscriptions right now. The fact that I can't just watch F1 on ESPN Plus, like actively frustrates me. Yeah. Like it should just be available. I click on and it never is. Sports I think and on, streaming, it's just, it's I been just, such a fraught landscape. I'm, I'm so just annoyed. thankful I'm not a sports fan because you guys, you folks have had to deal with so oh. much bullshit. Yeah, I, I don't know. I feel like it has, it, it is at least easier than it used to be. I mean, right. because there was a long time where F1 wasn't available at all. At all. Legally. Right. Right. Yep. Right. Yeah. Like, or, I and would, then, like, I even grew up with it when it was on speed and then uh, Fox Sports won. Right, but when like I was a kid. sporadically, so it was like you had to wake up early. But like, yeah, it wasn't going to be every race, but it was some of them. Yeah. Um. So yeah, the, you know, like or like the whole. Th I remember, you know, when Speed Channel and then Speed Vision, like they would like, yeah, they would go out of business and then like come back. Yeah. And then I remember right. for like a little while, rally. Like I watched WRC, rally, yep. WRC yep. a lot. The, the Golden Age, yeah. I think. Yeah. WRC was on, uh, like fucking animal planet or something yeah, for like a few that. months. Do you I remember, remember that? that? I do. Because I was like, they don't have anywhere else to put it. It's going to be a safari rally. And I was like, yeah. uh, we yeah. have to let Marcus Grundholm yell at someone. Yeah. <laughs> like, they're like this needs to be broadcast. Right. So, I mean, at least it's not that anymore. True. You know, True. like, I, yeah, just the waking up and like your favorite channel is now, you know, <laughs> something totally different. It's just Mystery Science right. Theater 3000. Right. Yeah. 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 Okay. Absolutely. That yeah. used to be a so, pretty regular occurrence. <laughs> it, it, it was. It really was. Yeah. Or like now they try to cram some of the racing onto like USA and like imagine right. wanting to watch a rerun of Nip Tuck and then this like <laughs> racing thing is on. You're like, what? It was yeah. season four. Yeah. 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 Is there is like if you could just like walk in and, and and announce any like racing event and then just sporting event at large, what would you want to what like what would you rent a seat in when it comes oh, to Oh like, yeah, that's yeah. Yeah. okay. I got you. Yeah. I got you. Yeah. So there is a really clutch gig. Um Martin Haven, who does most of the world feed broadcast of Lamar and then oh, okay. um, the Nurburgring and stuff. Yeah. He has the clutchest gig where he does all of the sliding sports. So he does the bobsled and the skeleton oh, and the luge okay. yeah. and like it's appointment viewing. Cause it's, I remember being like a kid. I'm like, that's the, that's the GTM guy. He's doing it. Like what? And 
he does it every single year. And I think that's just the coolest thing where you're talking about somebody's achievements as they like come down the thing and they're really excited to represent Papua New Guinea this season on the luge and this and that. And I'm like, that is like the coolest thing. And he gets to just go to the Olympics. They don't do the sliding all day. So he gets to go do all the other stuff too. Okay. Um, I think that that's like the clutchest gig in racing. 100%. That's, that's cool. There's the a, there is a lot of cross pollination there because like Lee Diffie does that too. Lee Diffie does it. So Lee Diffie does it for the American broadcast. Now. Can, but can, if you watch the world feed can, when it's not. Oh, can, can I get a shoulder touch and a description of who Lee Diffie is? Lee, Lee Diffie. <laughs> Lee, Lee Diffie does the IndyCar, car and he used to do the F1 sometimes. Okay. When it, well, when it was on Fox sports. Yeah. When it was on Fox yeah, or yeah. uh, okay. speed. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but he does the, he's like NBC's like anchor racing guy, basically. Gotcha. Okay. So okay. whatever the big race event is that weekend, he goes and does. Um, but if IMSA and IndyCar clash, he does IndyCar. Okay. Yeah. And then, but then he does like bobsled. Okay. For the yeah, he does bobsled and stuff because NBC pulls all their people to go do the Olympics and like he does the bobsled, but he does it on the prime time. If you just go on the Peacock app or whatever and just click it, it's Martin yep. Haven. Oh, okay. 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 Yeah. yeah. Nice. nice. Right on. I like okay. that your dream is Peacock, but not NBC. <laughs> NBC. I, you know, like that's where all the stuff is. That's where all the stuff that I watch is. It's on Peacock. It's on, right. you know, whatever. Like I, it's, it's fine. And do I think I'll get there? Probably not. Um, okay. but I, like I said, I just submitted a, a resume to do public address, um, for a local university here in town. Okay. And as I'm like writing my, uh, cover letter and stuff, it's like, you know, I really like amateur sports. Mm-hmm. There's not the like sports center gotcha, like media nastiness around it. It's just people who are there doing what they love. Right. And you're providing a service to the university at large and the people who love that person like it that's really what's most important to me so like do i want to broadcast an f1 race like not not particularly i'm not saying it wouldn't be cool i'm not saying if sure, they called sure. tomorrow i wouldn't say yes but like, that's, <laughs> right. that's that's not what i like want to be doing i guess right right um th- there's been racing series that we've had offers to cover that i've been like i don't really want to go cover that that doesn't sound that interesting to me i just don't not not really that interested um sure. it's yeah, it's endurance sports. I'd love to call a college football game. I think that would be fun. Okay. Um, I would love doing baseball too. I think I would do pro baseball. I would do because I yeah. think it's the most similar of the regular sports to what the racing stuff is. I would do pro baseball. That'd be fun. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Right on. Well, I have I have a a dream that we do a license plate game. Oh yeah. That's fantastic. Let's let's get her in. Let's yeah. Her let me share a browser. Oh God, I have to click on stuff for the first time in the show. Yeah. I know. Ian. Sorry, not a lot of visuals. Yeah, no, that's okay. Yeah, go figure. the The announcer doesn't have a lot of visuals to go with. <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> okay. Oh God, I haven't even opened the Google Drive folder. Oh yet. my no. God! Uh, you should be good at this, Ryan. Fill for time. Podcast googling here. So what I would have What I would have given uh, right now is some photographs of the cars that I cover. Um, there's a team called Thunder Bunny Racing. The most hilarious thing to have come of okay. the expansion of grassroots racing has been people who like had really funny names for their champ car teams that have slowly worked their way up the ranks. Right. And then now you're like watching an NBC broadcast where they talk about random <laughs> vandals race, and it's a car with a raccoon on it. Yeah, that's the Thunder Bunny car right there. Okay, so that's a the, sweet Supra. Yeah. yeah. They're one of the first teams that had the Supra in uh, WRL. And right now that's kind of the car to have huh. uh, because the um, M4 is really powerful. The M4 kind of unseated the Porsche Cayman 
because the right. Porsche came and was like light, nimble, whatever. The M4's got the turbocharger so they can fill torque and it's way better in traffic. But as any good car person knows, and as I talk about in the broadcast at length, this Supra is just the M4, but minus a thousand pounds and in a sports car shape and not a sedan shape. Right. So this is currently the car to have uh, in WRL at the top end. Wow. Thunder Bunny Racing is currently leading the championship by God knows a lot. Um, okay. Laura Hayes, who's their anchor driver, uh, she works at the BMW Performance Center as an instructor. Um, she is the lead driver on this Thunder Bunny team. They have a couple cars right now. And she also runs uh, MX-5 Challenge on the IMSA weekends as well. There's a ton of people in this race series that go on to do uh, Lamborghini Super Trofeo and right. uh, MX-5 Cup and Michelin Pilot Challenge. And the, the actual feedback that I got from an entrant the other day, it was uh, Mo Dadka, who currently runs the Lamborghini Super Trofeo, but he was with one of the other big WRL teams. Um, he ran and he said, it is astonishing, Ryan, how much the people in Lamborghini Super Trofeo don't care. <laughs> that like you're in WRL, it's 16 hours of racing on the weekend. You don't put your nose in somewhere. You don't, you're not pushing people. You're not. And right. like WRL is like super strict with like, if there's contact, you get a lap penalty, just like straight up. Like there's no okay. anything about it. Everybody's got camera in cars. So if you want to dispute it, that's fine. But we're going to take away a lap just all in. And okay. the racing is generally pretty respectful, but they have found that like in Lamborghini Super Trofeo, people are just nailing each other into the final turn. <laughs> constantly breaking bumpers off doing this that whatever and he's operating on a wrl budget still and he's like i, I can't go testing i can't bin cars every weekend yeah. I, I can't do all this stuff but the guys that are here just don't care it's just another line item for them they just got another car that doesn't even matter and so there's been a lot of feedback recently i believe to imsa um that i have some background info on that i can't share a whole lot about but it has been noticed that the driving standards in WRL are at a much, much higher level than some of the uh, lower level IMSA stuff. And Laura Hayes is one of the examples of somebody who's just absolutely outstanding at what she does, dominates. Um, she's part of Shift Up Now, which is a huge women motorsports initiative. Um, I think Pippa Mann is part of it as well. Oh, um, right if you go to their uh web page they've got all kinds of stuff about it it's been really really cool to be a part nice. but I, I don't think there's anything new though right like i feel like the kind of the upper tiers of amateur gentleman racing have always been like that like always been just like more money than sense like pe people with fucking right. money yeah like, right yeah. like that yeah. sort of thing and that like the lower the lower tiers quote of, mm -hmm. of grassroots racing has always been, you know, a little bit more respectful <laughs> of each other's yeah, the, stuff. The vehicles are more <laughs> precious. The resources are more precious. Right. right? Yeah. yeah. And yeah. that's why I really think that WRL is unique is because you have this and you see in the background there, there's an AMG GT4 behind it. Right. Yeah. With sweet uh, air jacks. With yeah, air jacks. Air jacks. Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, the air jacks, that was like a huge discussion about like, are we really going to like, as soon as you let air jacks come, Right. Then it's like, okay, now we've opened the floodgates <laughs> on like people just like spending money to spend money. Right. Um, so you can only use air jacks in the top class right now. Uh, but it's you get it's that type of racing. It's the GT4 series that you know usually has the people with more money than sense. But mm -hmm. it's the racing is so respectful. Yeah. So right respectful. On. And it's it's outstanding. And the quality of the driver in terms of like speed, there's a lot of people at the top end of WRL that probably deserve. Uh, maybe not factory contracts right off, but they should absolutely be racing on Saturday in the IMSA race. No question. Right on. Yeah. 
Nice. Nice. Very cool. Yeah. Um, license plate game. Yeah. So license plate game. Let's do it. Ian has not seen this one. Mm-mm. Ian okay. Shoulder Touch has not seen this one. <laughs> okay, perfect. perfect. Why don't we do all our shows in person anymore? I don't know. Is it the touching? <laughs> it's too much touching. Yeah. <laughs> too much touching. Um, this one is called... Oh. 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 I'm okay. intrigued already. Okay, yeah. here we that go. Was good. That was good radio. I like that. Thank you. Here we go. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. Let's All right. see what we got. Uh, looks like we've got a RAV4, an older RAV4 with some sort of mm-hmm. like tray. Yeah, one of those trailer, trailer hitch, hitch cargo buddies. Uh, yeah. And a Florida Missing. Gator sticker. I will say that there's a vibe here with the Florida Gator sticker. Sure. But also, it doesn't have the factory tire cover. It was like a right. one piece, like plexiglass thing that was paint matched and everything. So this is somebody who isn't concerned about originality. Let's just Good. say. Yeah. Okay. 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 Yeah. Then we've got, what is this? An, ex- an explorer? That's an explorer. Yeah. An explorer. Yeah. Yep. Explorer sports. So that's got the three, five with the twin turbos on uh, a lift the- currently. Yep. Yep. On a lift. Yep. Mm-hmm. With some overspray on the fuel tank <laughs> it looks like it yeah oh no that's just reflection maybe yeah, no okay. uh, yeah it's hard to tell. Uh, i can see that going either way because okay. that plastic piece goes on later so it yeah. could be overspray yeah and then we've got a nissan is this a kicks this that's is a, a ro- I, is this a kicks or a rogue it's a, it's a, a kicks. kicks the vehicle i never think about until i see one and then i go oh yes oh yeah kicks they, exists they did that yeah yeah all right and then you want to give us the uh license plates Ryan? Yeah, so we got O Cool O2 letter B 21 and then O Wells. Hmm. So lots yep. of lots of O's on this. Yeah. All right, so do you have any you want to do some zooms and enhances? Absolutely. Yeah, let's pop in on the Gators uh RAV4. The yes. Gators. I unfortunately I already did my uh thing with this one. So we've got some political ads in the background. We've got So we got the Florida Gators sticker. Is this a Florida plate? I, I think feel so. Like it is. Yeah. I think it is too. Yeah. Okay. So that's somebody who's like, eh, a little, little flippant about their car. This is a good car inherently. Um, they're a little small, but like it was still back in that age when Toyota had like cool, nifty stuff. Like uh, on my Forerunner, it had like a fold out garbage can holder. Right. Um, there's all sorts of like okay. cool nooks and crannies on this RAV4 before they started really cutting cost. This is probably one of the last like really cool ones. And then I don't know if you guys knew, you can get this RAV4, the small one, with the 3.5. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Which I had means- a friend who was very into RAV4s and he, I got to hear all about this. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But if the 3.5 is on there, that means there's a world where you could put the Lotus Evora supercharger on it. Oh, right. And you could oh. have like a 400 horsepower RAV4. Yeah, now, I don't know that if would be a fantastic sleeper. It would be a good sleeper. I'm not sure what That's, you would do with it. But it's, <laughs> I don't know what you'd do with it either, but like it'd be cool. I'd, I'm all in on that. Are you kidding me? Yeah. You're going to blow the gearbox out, but like, yeah. it doesn't matter. Okay. <laughs> right. All right. Okay. I so like that, that they, one. I mean, they, they seem to be using this because to have that on yeah. the trailer hitch, mm-hmm. like that, yeah, right? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Then we have the, the, the Ford's red is a good color, like that kind of maroony, burgundy red. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so also this one, it still has the hitch cover on and it yeah. looks like it's never been removed, yeah. which is good because if this is an Illinois car, as it says, that hitch under there is completely rusted out. Yeah. Yeah. In addition, it looks really nice relative to this is like an earlier of that body style Explorer. You can tell from the taillights and the overspray. 
I think this has been in a rear end collision because not a single one of these that's this old has the rear plastic looking that nice. And almost all of them, especially in the rust belt, somebody has at least checked once to take off that panel and then found that it's really hard to put back on. Right. So I think this has been in a rear end collision. Gotcha. Um, let's see. And it None is of not, the parking so that, sensors are pushed into the bumper. Yeah. That's yeah. good. Yeah. And then but I not, thought this not was a, lot a sport, of, but it's not. It's an XLT. It's the base. Yeah. Not a lot of um, no stickers or anything to go off of. Yeah. They left no. the dealer decal underneath the XLT. That is such a Midwest thing. Yeah. I, oh, that yeah. does not happen in California. Okay. I was astonished when I moved to Minnesota off. where yeah. it was. No, they don't do it. They don't even oh, put it on. Oh, they just don't put it on. Huh. It's okay. just not a thing. Um, yeah. They put them on out here in Colorado. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jeez. People yeah. put them on the rear window. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I knew one today. I yeah. Like, How do you not get rid of oh, that? God. Yeah. I knew somebody that had Especially a Subaru. window comes right off. Yeah, they, right. it, it said it, the dealer that they bought it from was Valley Nissan, and it said Valley Nissan on the back of their Subaru, and that was just yeah, they just drove right? around like that. Yep, just there. Yep. Yeah, and then you have a kicks. deep blue kicks. Bought from a Larry H. Miller store. Yep. Okay. Not the comedian, the car dealer. Right. Yeah. Um, I was actually at the launch of the kicks in 2017 at the LA Auto Show. Oh. They provided <laughs> free sandwiches. Where Nissan was like, it's your problem now. <laughs> yeah. No, that must have been that must have been 18 because for 17, oh God. For 2017 at the LA Auto Show, Nissan had a one-to-one recreation TIE Fighter. And the movie Star Wars Rogue One had just come out. Oh, and it was the Rogue. launch of the Rogue One edition Rogue. Oh man. And they did this whole thing. They had the stormtroopers walk in. You get a commemorative <sighs> helmet with it if you buy it. It was a whole th- uh, like I couldn't believe it. Amazing. And I don't know if you guys have been to like press events where it's like all very serious and you're just like <laughs> Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, yes. Like everybody stares at everybody stares at you like you're just a total asshole. Yeah. And it's like, it's, no, this is ridiculous. What are we even here for? <laughs> yeah, it's a yeah. laughing in church situation. Uh, sure. Exactly. A hundred percent. That's that's yeah. me every time I went to one of those. That's why I stopped going yeah. partially because it was like I, I can't keep doing this. Is the um, kicks I think the kicks, I think I'm right in saying this, that this is the only uh car model name that's plural. Oh, okay. Mm. I can't think of another and it's it boggles my mind <laughs> that nobody else is plural. Like it, it wasn't the Toyota Avalons. No, right? No, there has to be one. There has to be one. The, yeah, yeah. I can't think of a single one. Yeah, I think I, I think Ian might be onto something now. It's I'll have to look weird. If I find one, I will send it to you. Please do. Yeah, yeah. Please do. yeah. Listeners, let me know. More. Yeah, somebody, somebody listening to this is going to like wake up at two a.m. and be like, Are you <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Chevrolet, you know, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. In a cold sweat. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. But I, why is it plural? You're right. What anyway. about the is the blazer? No, because that's a no, okay. All right. Well, four kids. <laughs> is it are you talking about the plural or is it like the yeah. adjective? I'm just gonna do it for kicks. I I guess that's not really an adjective. That's not an adjective. That's no, that's it's not the, the, that's yeah. The, yeah. What is that? That's a noun. Noun. That's a noun. Yeah. Do it for kicks. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's a thing. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, but I think Ian might be is, ki- is kicks plural? Are they intending it to be plural in this instance? Or are they intending it to be a noun? Well, it means, or it's, or it's a verb, you right. know, or if it's right. a, what is it? A perfect, well, I don't know. I'm not present participle, whatever, <laughs> pres, whatever pres, kind what of is, speech that is. Yeah. In, um, the, uh, in the tone of uh, apex adjacent, what is a group of people driving Nissan kicks called? 
Oh, what is a group of people driving a Nissan Kicks? Yeah, it's famous footwear employees. Uh, a, pe- a group of people uh, driving Nissan Kicks is a group of hoodlums. Hoodlums. I feel like young, very young people drive this car. Now, that's yes. what Nissan wants you to think. I think it's people that got their first Costco membership, like oh. new Costco members. New adults, people yeah, who are new adults, people who have very recently given up. Oh. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. They're not wearing sweatpants and they're not buying clothes from the Costco. Right. Yes. Right. But they recognize a deal on toilet paper when they see one. I th- I'm thinking about, I'm thinking about getting into <laughs> yes. giving up on youth. Yes. 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 Okay. I'm thinking about getting into yelling at people on my lawn. Yes. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh-huh. Yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah. So uh-huh. on that note, I think this is the O to B21. Ah, okay. Okay. I think this is a young person who uh, needs for what it's Jeez. worth, even though Wow. Sorry. Oh, what it, this plastic cover. Well, okay, so I, I'm glad you brought up O to B21 because I have a, I have a thought about this plate because there's, there's two directions that you – there's two explanations for this plate, right? Uh, let's hear them. I hate them both probably. Because either you're looking at 21 from 19, right? Oh, or okay. you're looking at 21 uh, from 60. Right. Right. Interesting. And I think it's more likely that you're looking at 21 from 60. Yes. Yeah. Right. Okay. And in which case, if that's the case, then I'll go for oh, cool. Yeah. On the kicks. Okay. And I think think the kicks is somebody who's very excited that they bought a brand new car only to realize that they've bought a Nissan kicks. But (laughs) that hasn't worn off yet. They're still in new car mode. They're picking out their custom plate. It's like, yeah, I'm, I'm stoked. It's either oh, cool or oh, to be 21. Okay. If we're going to go with O to be 21 as like a young person thing or as like an old person thing, like, oh, I wish I was, th- that says Ford Explorer all over it. Right. Okay. And then, oh, Wells. I mean, it, you've got your, your rack on the back here, RAV4. It's an older RAV4. You live in Florida. Um, I, yeah, with the Gators logo and stuff. I think it's, yeah, I think O Wells is the RAV. I think O to be 21 is the explorer and i think oh cool is the kicks okay i have i have a different i have a different pick because okay. i think o to b 21 is the rav4 because i think that rack is owned by an old person <laughs> that is an old person thing okay. that carries around mm. old people i was stuff. thinking about getting one for my abarth Here no we go. see that's the thing there's, <laughs> yeah, there's, yeah, there's, yeah, the man who's consumed worthers in the last 48 hours it, see the thing is in california at least <laughs> The person who has that rack is somebody with a off-road overlanding vehicle that's way too small. It's found on like a cross track. Or is it a mobility or, scooter? That's what I was going to say. That, that is holding right. a rascal scooter is what that's for. It's in Florida. It would it's have a ramp on it though, right? That one doesn't have no, a ramp. No, it, it folds up into the into the thing. There's the ramp. Yeah. Yeah, right there. Yeah, hinges. Is it? Yeah. Yep. yep. Oh, it does. That's a All rascal. Right. That's a rascal <laughs> transport a device. Rascal okay. This so, is somebody right. running yep. errands while their elderly spouse is, yep. it, it is yep. left in Grandpa, the car. Grandpa, can, t- can I borrow the car? Yeah. yeah. So I think that's O to B21. Then I think O cool on the Explorer. And I think O Wells, because I think that's a genuine young person uh, ah. down on the Nissan Kicks. Okay. Well, oh, oh, cool. Right. I think is like a middle-aged person. Okay. 
Okay. Well, I like that you guys have landed on different answers. Yeah. yeah. Somehow we're both radio. wrong. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. one of you is going to win. One of oh, you excellent. has excellent. gotten it perfect. Oh. Perfect oh. score. Ladies and gentlemen, Ryan destroyed you. Oh. Ryan, you nailed it. You knew you, that was telepathic. Nice Did you send work. us these? No. Dana wow. sent us the OLs RAV4 from Florida. Thank you, Dana. Yeah. Johnny sent us the O to B21. Thank you, Johnny. And okay. I saw the O cool at a Costco gas station. Well, so you can't. Wow. <laughs> I think maybe this person is a Costco member. I wonder how I knew that. <laughs> but it makes sense, right? It does. It really does. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. Can you get a leaderboard? Like, who has done per Matt Farah? Yeah, Matt Farah crushed it. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, we'll have to we'll have to I don't figure it out. Boom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's been a handful of guests who have who have yeah, really okay. embraced the yeah. spirit. Perfect of, of these. Yeah, yeah. Well okay. done. Right. Well done. So you, if you if you want to yeah. send us vanity plates, mm-hmm. text them to seven two zero five one five one three nine one. Um. Yeah, you can also slide into our Twitter and Instagram DMs with them as well. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So, so Ryan, tell folks where they can where they can find you. All your stuff. You mentioned it earlier, but YouTube, WRL, right? YouTube, WRL. Um, also, if you do YouTube Drivers Eye Live, we've got some stuff on there. Uh, we covered. See, unfortunately, it depends on how they do it. So sometimes it's the sanctioning bodies YouTube. Sometimes it's our YouTube. Um, so if you follow Drivers Eye Live on Instagram and Twitter or whatever, sure, the idiot has we'll put links to in the today, description. Uh, yeah. Then we can get you where you need to be. But the big one is uh, WRL's YouTube page for sure. Uh, and then if you want to go back and listen to some old episodes of the Untitled Car Show, there was a huge uptick during the pandemic. Okay, supposedly, so it was like, huh, people still want that. So, <laughs> who knows? Um, if if there ends up being a spike, I call me and we'll figure something out. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, it's it's been lovely being on with you guys. I really appreciate you having me. Um, yeah, it's been great. Yeah, thank you so much for for being on the show for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ian, do we have an album of the week to we, close this out? We sure do. Oh, I'm going to share a browser tab again. I stopped sharing too early. So th- there's been a, a video going around of uh, Paul Rudd on a radio show. Okay, in, in England, um, and he freaks out because one of his uh, one of his favorite bands covers one of his favorite songs. Uh, you know, what's the name of the song? Uh, Lineman. Uh, I work for the county. Oh, yeah. Like a Neil Young song? No, 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 no. Anyway. Yeah. Not important. The band is called Elbow, which uh, is a great UK band with a, speaking of people with like beautiful baritone voices. Okay. Um, but I'm going to go with their best album. And it made me just want to like listen to their listen to their music again because paul rudd's reaction was just so like wholesome and infectious okay uh and so elbow the seldom seen kid from like 2008 9 okay 2008 uh fantastic record the guy's voice is incredible uh you'll uh one of the songs on here uh called grounds for divorce which is oh my god it's such a cool song uh was featured really prominently in top gear Oh, for okay. for one season. Okay, um, Top Gear music picks are always great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So Excellent. you'll re- you'll recognize the riff okay. when you hear that song, and you'll be like, "Oh yeah, 
Okay. I can see okay. uh, Mika right. Hakkinen, Mika Hakkinen sliding a Mercedes sideways to this because nice. that's what happened. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Nice. Excellent. Yeah. Well, so thank, yeah, that's you, that's Reed. the pick for this week. Yeah. Good. Good. Glad to hear it. Glad to hear it. Yeah. <laughs> my, my pick. My pick would not have been in in line with your guys's vibe. Uh, and I'm not even sure how I would feel about a pick that I would make. So, well, I mean, that. you can't you can't just put that out there. Like, what would so you pick? mine? Oh gosh, uh, mine would be. There's a new album out called Mount Westmore, which yeah. is all of the West Coast rap guys uh, doing a album. So oh. it's like Ice Cube and Snoop Dogg and Too Short and E40. Oh, okay. All on, yeah. Exactly. Okay. I don't know how new it actually is. It just came up on my Spotify the other day, and I was like, oh, this is good. Sure. Uh, so if you're into uh, rap, uh, this album has been really good. I've been listening to that. Yeah, it looks like it came out last year. I was last trying year. to think of Perfect. Too Short the other day, and I could not think of Too Short's name. Yeah. 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 I kept wanting to say Easy E. Definitely not Easy Not the e. same. Not, no, yeah, not, not the same person. Not person. Yeah. Rapping person. Well, go listen to both those albums. Yeah, yeah absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah, but again, Ryan, thank you so much for being of on course. the show. Yeah. Thanks yeah, for having yeah. me, guys. I really appreciate it. And like I said, I'm going to hold you to it. I'm going to get at least one of you out to High Plains when we go back next season, if we go back. Yeah. Um, oh, by the way, I just want to shout out Glenn, the owner of High yeah, Plains. right. Top five people in racing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, yeah, uh, hands down, amazing. like one of the greatest people of all time. Love We're him. all enamored with Glenn, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Like, he is the best. Anyway. Uh, so yeah, I hope to have you guys out sometime uh, next season. I don't think we're coming back that direction anytime soon, uh, but we are trying to slowly gl- grow our ranks in terms of having more color people available. Uh, as we expand, we end up needing more people, and so uh, I'd love to have you guys along uh, or anybody else if you think that you're a podcaster or somebody that has a good voice and likes endurance racing. Uh, shoot me a DM yeah. on Twitter. Yeah, I, I, I would be... Uh, I would have a lot of fun and I expect to be asked to leave the booth almost immediately <laughs> upon arrival. Perfect. But yeah, that sounds yeah. Like great. We'll definitely Me and you that. both. I look forward to falling asleep during a 2 a.m. broadcast. <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, yeah. Ryan, thanks again. Everybody else, we love you. Thank you. Goodbye.